Then Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, he brings a point, point number 87. وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الشِّرَاءَ وَالْبَيْءَ حَلَالٌ إِذَا بِيْعَ فِي أَسْوَاقِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ عَلَى حُكْمِ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ مِنْ غَيْرِ أَنْ يَدْخُلَهُ تَغْرِيرٌ أَوْ ظُلْمٌ أَوْ غَدْرٌ أَوْ خِلَافٌ لِلْقُرْآنِ He's saying, Rahmatullah, and know that selling and buying is lawful if it is carried out in the markets of the Muslims in accordance with the rulings of the book and the sunnah, as long as no deception, oppression, or treachery is committed nor anything contrary to the Qur'an or contrary to what is known. Shaykh al-Fawzan, he said in explanation, we hold as our belief that al-bayt wa shira buying and selling is lawful. He the Most High said, وَأَحَلَّ اللَّهُ الْبَيْءَ وَحَرَّمَ الرِّبَى Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah, by 275. With the explanation, whereas Allah has permitted trade and He has forbidden usury, He has forbidden riba, at which they call these days interest. Misnomer, interest. Riba, usury. Whereas Allah has permitted trade and forbidden usury. Because the second ayah, Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu la ta'akulu amwalakum baynakum bil baqil illa antakuna tijaratan ala illa illa antakuna tijaratan antaradin minkum. Surah Al-Misa, the fourth surah, ayah 29, with the explanation. O you who believe, do not devour each other's wealth. Do not devour each other's wealth unlawfully, but only in lawful trade by mutual consent between you. Upon the basis of mutual consent between you. And he quotes a third ayah. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu ila nudiya lis salati min yawmin jumu'ati fas'au ila dhikrillah wa tharul bay'ah. Thalikum khayrun lakum in kuntum ta'lamun. فَإِذَا قُضِيَةِ الصَّلَاةُ فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ Ayahs 9 and 10 from Surah Al-Jumu'ah as we'll follow inshallah. With the explanation O you who believe when the call to the prayer is given on the day of Jumu'ah then proceed to the remembrance of Allah and leave off trade that is better for you if you if indeed you know if indeed you knew so when the prayer is completed then disperse upon the earth and seek from the bounty of Allah Sheikh Razan said meaning seek provision he explained the last part of the ayah وَبْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ the expression seek from the bounty of Allah, Shaykh said, meaning seek provision. 
as he brings a continuation of the ayah, وَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَأَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ The ayahs we said, ayahs from Surah Jumu'ah, 62nd Surah, ayahs 9 to 10, with the explanation. And remember Allah plentifully, so that you may prosper. Then the Shaykh said, and he said, with regard to the mosques, يُسَبِّحُوا يُسَبِّحُ لَهُ فِيهَا بِالْغُدُوِّ وَالْآصَالِ رِجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ وَلَا بَيْءٌ عَمْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Surah An-Nur, the 24th Surah, Ayah 36-37 With the explanation In the context of the mosques Wherein He, Allah, is glorified in prayer In the mornings and the evenings by men who are not preoccupied by trade nor by sales away from the remembrance of Allah Sheikh Fawzan explained he said La him. they are not preoccupied they are not diverted away he said he did not say they do not buy and they do not engage in trade rather he said They are not diverted by their trading away from the remembrance of Allah. Rather, they attend the mosques and they pray along with the congregation. Then they go off to their buying and their selling. And buying and selling is from the purest ways of earning if they are free from rish, deception and khali'ah, trickery the buying and selling are from the purest ways of earning as long as these two are free of deception and trickery and they are free from selling forbidden goods and from dealing in that which is forbidden and usury, riba so if buying and selling is free of things which corrupt it, then it is from the purest means of earning. And he brings the next part of the phrase, إِذَا فِي أَسْوَاقِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ If the buying is done in the marketplaces of the Muslims, Sheikh Bazan said, Whatever is brought to the marketplaces of the Muslims, then do not ask about it. That which is brought to the marketplace of the Muslims, then do not ask about it. Because the origin is permissibility. Unless it is something about which it is known, that it is something forbidden. In Asl, the origin is that what's brought to the marketplace of the Muslims is permissible. Unless it's something that we know, no, this thing here is forbidden. He said, "Ala kitabi wa sunnah." In accordance with the ruling of the book and the sunnah, Sheikh Abbasan said, "Such that the well-known conditions for trade are fulfilled, 
So if the seven well-known conditions for trade are fulfilled, then the transaction will be correct. And as for what is so- and what is sold, if the seven well-known conditions, and the mention of what that which will follow in Sha'anah, the seven well-known conditions for, tr- for trading are fulfilled, then the transaction is correct. And what is sold is halal, is lawful. And the origin is that the marketplaces of the Muslims are established upon that basis. In a footnote, they mention with regard to the seven well-known conditions for a business transaction to be correct. They mention very briefly, just in the title of each. And they are Arrida, mutual consent. The ones involved in the transaction are mutually pleased to be buying and selling that item. Secondly, Arrashad, the one involved, engaged in that transaction, he is suitable to be involved in in business transactions. He's allowed, he's allowed to take part, he's suitable, he's allowed and permissible for him to be involved in transactions. And they mention in, in some of the explanations of the books mentioned after that, so it's not permissible for a person who is, I mean, a child of the age of discernment, or a foolish one who, who doesn't have a full mental capacity to be involved in a business transaction. If their guardian does not give permission, does not permit that transaction. So the second condition he mentions, from the seven conditions for trade, are Russia being suitable to be involved in trading. Thirdly, that the thing which is sold is some property, wealth property, from which permissible benefit can be taken. Thirdly, that the item sold is owned by the one who is selling it, or he has permission granted to him to sell it at the time of the contract by its owner <coughs> or, the, or by the legislator. The fifth condition they mention is the ability to take and receive it. That it is an item which can be taken, it can be sold, and receipt can be taken of it. And again, as a side point, they mention, they say, for example, uh, because on the base of a hadith, I said, such as, you can't sell a slave, a runaway slave. A slave who has run away from his master, his master can't sell him. You can, you can buy my runaway slave. Even if the person could go after him and chase him and maybe, maybe catch him. That's not permissible. Well, the, the, it has to be ability to take receipt of the item being sold. The sixth condition is that the price is something known, the price is fixed, the price is known rather, the price is known and what is being paid for, likewise, is known and seventhly that it is a deal which is being concluded the deal itself is being concluded, that's it it is not being made a, a condition for something else and this is just a part of something else, this here now this is a deal, a business deal between two people it's concluded, that's it and I'll give you a reference there. Al-Mubdi of Ibn Muflih, Al-Rawd, Al-Murabba, and Munar al-Sabiyyim. And these side examples I gave here are from the notes to Munar al-Sabiyyim. 
So, back to the main text then. So, having said, Sheikh Razan, having said that if the seven conditions are fulfilled, then the, the, the selling is correct and the item which is sold is permissible. And that's the origin of what happens in the markets of the Muslims. Then he says, he's saying, من غير أن يدخله تغرير أو ظلم أو غدر As long as no deception or oppression or trickery, treachery enters into it. Shalfazan said If deception enters into a transaction and an unknown factor and an element of chance then it will be forbidden haram because it has become a case of gambling that happens become a case of gambling or a case of khida trickery swindling such that he shows something which is not the actual reality he shows an item in an appearance which is not the true reality. And this is called at tadlis. At giving a false impression to something. And it is, and he defines it, manifesting an item on sale in a form which pleases the one who looks at it. When it is in its reality, when it's in its unapparent state, something different to that. He moves on to saying, our vulm, for as long as vulm, oppression does not enter into the sale. He said, such that the owner has been compelled, been forced to sell it. That he, I mean, such that the item, rather, has been the, well, such the owner has been compelled, forced to sell it, that he was made to do the transaction for a business transaction can only be antarabin by mutual consent he sallallahu alayhi wa said innam al-bay'u antarabin that a business transaction can only be by mutual consent in the footnote they mention the reference for the hadith reported by Ibn Majah and Ibn Hibban from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu an and that Abu Sayri said in Misbah al-Zajajah its chain of narration is Sahih, its narrators are reliable. And Shaykh Albani said, it is Sahih, authentic. Then Shaykh Bazan said, Allah the Most High said, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu la ta'akulu amwalakum baynakum bilbatil illa an takuna tijaratan an taradim minkum. The ayah of Nisa, the fourth surah, ayah 29, again, with the explanation, O you who believe, do not devour the wealth of each other unjustly except and unless it is a business transaction by mutual consent Sheikh Bazan said so for the correctness of the sale there is a condition that there is consent, pleasure and consent of the seller and that he freely chooses to do so and is not compelled to do it because compelling him is oppression forcing him to sell something he doesn't want to sell 
Then Sheikh Wazza mentions an exception. He said, unless the forcing him to sell is due to a right that is due, such that he is a person who has debts upon him, and he refuses to pay them back. For in that case, the judge or the ruler can intervene and can sell from his property what will be sufficient to pay off his debts, even if he is not pleased with them. Because this is compulsion due to a right. You know, a right that's due upon him. He's got to pay his right, he's refusing to give this right. Then he can be compelled by the person in authority. The Sheikh said, and therefore they said, the sale of a person who does so by compulsion is not correct. Unless it is on account of a right. Illa bihaq. That's why Sheikh Razan ends his explanation of this point. As a side point, Sheikh Saleh al-Sahimi, he said, the restriction of the author in his saying that it is performed in the marketplaces of the Muslims, this is a point which requires examination. Because buying and selling is permissible, even in other than the marketplaces of the Muslims. Is it not permissible to buy and sell along with the Jews and Christians? Is it permissible or not? Permissible. It is permissible that you can buy and sell, or you can buy and sell and have mutual dealings and lease out and rent. This is a matter about which two people will not disagree. And therefore, the author, Rahimahullah, restricting it by his saying, in the marketplaces of the Muslims. I don't see that there is a necessity for that here at this point. And rather, whoever wishes to buy and sell, then let him buy and sell. As he wishes, in the lands of the Muslims, the lands of the, land of the, Jew, lands of the Jews, or the lands of the Christians, in the lands of the disbelievers, whatever. However, with the condition that that transaction does not aid them upon something false and futile, or upon causing harm to the Muslims. For example, selling weapons to a disbeliever who is at war with the Muslims, that would not be permissible. 